Okay, okay. Okay, I'll leave in two minutes. This guy's pounding me. Like, okay, sweetheart. Okay, I'll get up. <laughs> What's that about? They don't want you to sit there? <laughs> yeah, I don't. Let me go down here. He's annoyed by my existence. Tell, um, him he's, tell him he's getting free promotion to fix iPhones. What's his problem? <laughs> you know, he's not going to, the poor thing's not going to have one customer today. <laughs> the sign's right there. He's getting, he's getting free exposure. He should be out here waving and saying, hi, come to my shop. The city of New York, Boricua from the Bronx. <laughs> I'm actually right. wearing a, I'm wearing a shirt. Wow, I see. I'm glad you decided to wear a shirt today. Appreciate you know, it. Guess what? Know. I have a shirt on too. I I apologize. I don't have internet at my apartment, so I'm by Whole Foods. They're weefy. They're weefy. It, it gives it a little oomph. A little mm -hmm. oomph. You yeah. Know? A big part of what I do is just keeping it real. It is what it is. Yeah, I appreciate that. I'm the same way. Welcome. Welcome and uh, yeah, thank you for 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 coming on. Just before you came on, we were talking about dogs and how my dog runs this neighborhood. <laughs> you got a dog? <laughs> I do. I have a five-pound toy Maltese. Her name okay. is Sophie, and she is the best. She's eleven, and every part of taking care of her, I love, even when it's annoying. Like I'm like, oh my god, please stop, but don't ever stop. <laughs> I just, what kind of dog do you have? Uh, Pomeranian. Four, she's, she's four pounds. Four and pounds. You have a, is that a tea, is that considered a teacup or a toy? I think there's a different name for palms. I don't recall the name. It's something, I, I can't recall the, the fancy name for toy palms. But oh. whatever those are, that's what she is because she is oh. tiny. She's a teeny, weeny, I was telling I Josephine, I bring, I bring her out and you could have the coolest dog. It doesn't matter because she's so small. Yeah, just that, she fills the show. That's it. It's a wrap. And I was like, I should not get another dog because it will be unfair to the other dog. <laughs> you know, just, just having yeah. to stand next to this. Like. <laughs> yeah, my dog, I don't know. She, she has me as long as she, she's my shadow everywhere I go. Uh, if I'm walking around the house, she's by my feet. She's just so much fun. She was my mother's dog. My mom passed away four years ago and wanted oh, me to sorry. take care of her and her have her. It's okay, thank you. And it's just been so much fun having her and taking care of her. Like, even when I have, I travel, not so much because of COVID now, but like, I just got back mm -hmm. into town and I have to travel with her. And I'm like, have bags and then I have her and then it's good. But I'm like, don't ever stop. Mm -hmm. Like, I'll get frustrated, but then I'll be like, but don't ever stop, girl. You bring I'll her with you her. when you travel? I take her everywhere with me, usually. Yeah. How, how, how does that work out logistically? By the way, my name is Angel Rodriguez. This is NYCTalking.com, and this is Seville Michelle. We just jumped into it. We just, yeah, we just jumping into it. You know, <laughs> we, just went, we just went with it. So how does that work out logistically? Like I just make it happen. It might be a nightmare, but... When you say travel, you mean like, like on planes and stuff, or are you just driving at like everywhere, driving, plane, buses, trains. Like I take her everywhere. She's so small that I could put her in my bag, and I've even in the past taken her to restaurants, and she's so quiet, and people don't even know because she doesn't. <laughs> just, she doesn't say anything. She know like she knows that she has to be quiet. Like I'll tell her, you can't bark here because you're not allowed to be here because you don't have thumbs. 
<laughs> and she listens. She doesn't say anything. Like she'll just get in the bag and be quiet, and then I'll put some. No, no one will like, know. Little chicken it's in the bag. It's our like, secret. I'll put, yeah, I'll put chicken in the napkin, and when we leave, I'll give her. I won't feed her in the restaurant because I don't want to push it and be disrespectful like that. So. I'll feed her like on the go. Like when we leave, then I'll give her like a little piece of pollo or whatever. Oh, she doesn't cry like, mommy, I no, smell that burger. No, she knows that it's not the time. She knows like she has to like, she's from Brooklyn, so. <laughs> chill, lay in the cut. She was born in Brooklyn, so. Speaking yeah. of, of Brooklyn, are, are you still based in Queens? I saw that. So I... So I have my apartment that I was basically born and raised in, in Queens, but I live also in Los Angeles. So okay. I was just at my place that I was raised in two days ago. So I keep, a, I keep that spot there. Good. Yeah. Queens. I live in Queens as well. Where? Um, Kew Gardens. Oh, okay. I'm from Astoria. Ah, cool. I, I say I'm from the Bronx. I live in Queens, but I'm from the Bronx. I, I Were you can't... born and raised in the Bronx? I was born in Puerto Rico and uh, came to New York when I was five. And I've been pretty much Bronx until like I moved out on my own. Yeah. You know, um, and uh, then went to Brooklyn for a bit, then Queens. Uh, I've been to Paris more times than I've been to the Bronx. <laughs> That's every New Yorker. How you God? It's true. It's true. True. That's funny. So tell the listeners a, a bit about what you do. And so the email and the first thing I thought of when I saw an email about earrings was, let me see if I can remember this. I need a girl with extensions in her hair, <laughs> bamboo earrings, at least Ooh. two pair. Ah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So yes, that's L.L. Cool J's famous. <laughs> that's, that's the era I'm from. <laughs> so, yeah, as soon as yeah, I yeah. saw those, I was like, what? Oh, snap. Yeah, yeah. So I grew up in Queens and I grew up wearing door knockers and bamboos and gold chains. And as I got older, I wanted to revisit or reimagine the jewelry of my youth. And so I sought to reinterpret them and just redefine them. And I was able to do that. I always say when I first came up with the concept of wrapping the door knocker earring in leather, it was like adding diamonds to a Casio. And I think that it took the, it took on the popularity that it did because people related to it on an emotional level and they, it reminded them when they were single and they didn't have kids, when, <laughs> when they didn't have to worry about being on unemployment for whatever or of just it reminded them of when they had a when they had a bad attitude and at least two pairs mm -hmm. and when everybody <laughs> was jock like all the fly dudes were jocking them and now maybe they have a fun spot <laughs> and struggling to get to the market and it's different it's different now so i get dms like that i get like emails like your earrings remind me of when i was young and there was a girl she sent me a dm and she was like just seeing your page just brought me back and made me so happy and I'm just when I she's like when I get my money together the first thing I'm gonna get are your earrings and I actually just sent her a pair because I was like girl you don't have to wait until you got money I got you so I sent her oh, a that's pair. nice yeah that's yeah nice. just because what is it 
like I hand make each pair. So it's not like I'm I was going like, to ask oh, you that. Yeah, yeah I was going to no. ask you that. Yeah, I hand make each each order I hand make. It's not like it's not a great effort for me to do that because it actually is. But and it does cost me money. But relatively speaking, like what does it really cost me to enhance someone's day or right. write a, a quick note about how dope their email made me feel too. You know what I'm saying? Because it's an exchange of energy too. You know, For how sure. we communicate and it really, I've been so blessed, like in terms of just doing everything on my own. Like I always say, like I do all my own stunts. Now I have Priscilla and Josephine, but I didn't ever have people that helped me with anything. So I've always just done everything by myself, literally. And it's nice to to get the recognition of your contributions in terms of the things you do that people don't see, I feel are the most important gestures that you can make in the world. Those are the most critical because when you know you're just doing things to look out for people and like you're doing that in the shadows you got to be what's right with the world so that's really what it's about that's really what this whole thing's about <laughs> hmm. it's just enhancing life for myself but then also for other people so so speaking of that on that thread you started doing this as a form of therapy is that mm -hmm. correct yeah, so I needed to heal from extreme trauma and I read this book called The Knitting Circle and it said to use your hands and make stuff and I was like, I'm definitely not going to knit because it was a book about knitting <laughs> and I was like, I'm not going to do that but I've always been really nifty like with making stuff, like I got it from my mom and I was just like, I'm going to make... I. I Clothing was like, that was not going to happen because just the production and the size cues and like all of that and the amount of money that you would need to actually do that. I didn't think it was a realistic idea, but I was like, I do have critical eye. I know that I've always had, it was always like, I could put together an outfit with nothing. And, and so I had that ability. So I just started making stuff. And as soon as I did, it was like, incredible it was like off the chain like within like very soon i don't know a month like it was on some of the biggest names in music so it was like crazy i was like all right let me just keep doing this, <laughs> I, rock with this. That, I didn't have your yeah, identity self-identity like i didn't have before that i didn't have i didn't have my own identity i was like with somebody and i was just with him and that was my identity so yeah so so yeah so that's it certainly yeah it's a Therapy um, helps. Yeah. So how does it end up on a J-Lo, a Lizzo, or Alicia? How do they end up? How does it happen where that connection happens? There's a, a lot. There's people out there creating stuff, but they don't get it to these individuals. Like, how did that come about? I think it's a bit of magic, honestly. And I think that it has a lot to do with the law of attraction, honestly, because like I've always designed with the around the way fly girl in mind. Like my first muses mm. were the girls that I grew up with in Queens. That all, they didn't date in Queens. We didn't have, it was, everybody dated criminals, to be honest. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't like the Same girls the I grew Bronx. up with. Yeah, like it wasn't like we looked up to girls that were like 
musicians. We looked up to the girl down the block that was like came out looking like a Dominican cake. Her hair was so curled, like she looked like a cake walking down the street. Like you're like, how did she get her hair like that? And then you found out it took her four hours to curl her hair like that. And she spent four hours and then spending all her extra money on dry cleaning so she looked crispy. So those were my original fly girls, like my original girls that I looked up to that. So I think it's just that it's like symbiotic in that Fly girls just be with other fly girls. <laughs> That's it. I mean, really, I think that J Lo you know, was a fly girl, right? You remember literally, no, yeah. liter- literally. <laughs> but yeah, I think it's just also contacting the right people, having a good product. A well-written email will take you around the world without ever having to leave Queens. Having good design is the single most important thing. But then a well-written email is the second most important thing. Your website's super important. Those basic like one-on-ones, if you could do that, then your hat trick can last forever. (laughs) Uh, And you're ahead of the game. That presentation matters, right? Yeah. You got to spend four hours on your hair if you're going to hit the street (laughs) and want to be, you know what I'm saying? If you want people to stare at you, you're going to have to spend hours on your presentation. Whatever your craft is, right? Whatever that craft is, be it the gym, be it, it doesn't come easy. Yeah. Nothing comes easy. If it did, then we all have it. Yeah, and then exactly. it wouldn't be worth much. We would take it for granted like everything else in life. Exactly. <laughs> I saw some video of you working with children as well, doing like candy earrings and stuff. How, how does that come about? Is also therapy for the kids to... Mm-hmm. to yeah, to so I know the valuable mechanism of being creative firsthand and like how it can heal you. So I wanted to share that knowledge and I wanted to, to, to connect it with children in developing communities and low-income communities because I know when I was little things were weren't a walk in the park like at home at school it was very difficult so I always reference back to how I felt when I was little like we all do we all do that we reflect in terms of being healed am I healed from it absolutely being healed from whatever trauma that we've had as children, as adults, is important to just being a balanced human, making the right decisions. So I decided I I had so much, I've had such um, good fortune when it comes to the side effects of having good work and it's reaching some of the biggest names in music that I grew up listening to. So I wanted to share the, the joy and I thought the best way to do that is to use candy and to make jewelry because what's more fun than candy and jewelry? Like nothing, nothing's more fun. No, like that just makes everyone so happy. So I, and then there's the the cognitive aspect of approaching design and the engineering and what color gummy am I going to put next? And the cognitive uh, relationship that design inspires also can inspire critical decision making in other areas of your life because it's a very solo project when you're building something when you're designing something and the experience and the reward is very singular so you're getting the credit for whatever it is that you made and no matter how you assemble it it's going to look good because it's like the best combination of So it's like a win-win. So I was able to drive that 
and I was working with the LA County Libraries and the LA Housing Development Authority where I did it in low-income communities and then of course COVID hit and that's not happening for right now. But, But yeah, it was really just to help other people understand themselves better, especially children, because it's those moments of, you know, clarity where they're like, oh, I can achieve something. I just completed a necklace. When you're in an environment, sometimes growing up at home, it's loud, it's abusive, it's mean. For whatever reason, if you're not in a house that's like loving, this is the one escape that you could find, build your self-esteem. And it also encourages them to like, oh, I can make anything from anything. Let me go back home and see what I could cut up or I have cereal let me string together my cereal like it's really about reminding them that of the possibilities of using their imagination to escape whatever it is that they're experiencing so it's like deep (laughs) yeah plus you could be totally fostering the next big thing just by simply putting this opportunity and maybe something they would have never thought to do or yeah and you got to do that if you're popping like you gotta like what's better than being cool helping people is way cooler than being cool like using your bad for good is the baddest (laughs) that's the baddest thing you could do is use your bad for good i've worked with children as well in 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 rough neighborhoods and stuff because i came up in the bronx and stuff It, it was difficult for me because of how i look the way i look and the way i present I don't think those kids believe that I come from where I come from and they don't see that I could possibly have experienced the things I did. So it was really hard for me to penetrate the defensive uh, mechanisms. (laughs) You're blocking them? (laughs) (laughs) He's like, lady. (laughs) That's funny. (laughs) Yeah, so it was hard to kind of get those kids to, to listen, but I did it through music. Yeah, I, I did it through music. I, I started, awesome. yeah, I, I, I use, I do poetry and stuff. So I just started spitting some bars for them. And when they heard the content, then they opened up, you know? That's awesome. They started. Yeah. yeah, I'm always amazed when I go into, because I specifically work in low-income communities because of the lack of opportunities in those areas. And I'm always amazed because it'll be like a 200 pound dude sitting down, like trying to make a, like <laughs> making a, a bracelet. And he's all have gang members sit down and they're clearly banging. And I'd be like, what are you making? What are we making? And I, there's, I, I went to Lawrence City High School in the 90s and I was super rough in Queens. It was down the block from Queensbridge Housing Project. So I don't really have a fear at all of, communities like that in fact they feel more comfortable in them than I do in more affluent areas I think because I heavily identify with lack of opportunity I heavily identify with being underestimated so I use it as a because I've I think that if you have the map you need to share it like I got the map yo here's the map let me tell you how I did it or let me show you another way of interpreting what's happening to you but not really talking to them directly about those things but really inspiring it through creativity Mm -hmm. action and and simply being the living example Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, um, and being and just being there and showing up um, for sure yeah yeah that simply showing up is key my problem is that they thought i was a blanquito and i will, I, will. Yeah, I mean you know um i'm ethnically ambiguous so they're like <laughs> yeah that's a term you know right? what is yeah what is this girl like what's happening but as soon as they talk to me they're like they usually have nikes on but and my earrings and stuff but yeah, they feel comfortable and I don't ever feel afraid of them or threatened by them ever. I feel super comfortable in that environment, which is why uh, another reason, if I didn't, I couldn't work in them. If, mm-hmm. You know, and the organizers that hire me for those events, they know that. They're like, oh, Seville's great. Seville, like I'll even walk like into the PJs by myself to deliver if they're, if I'm giving stuff away at the end. I just feel so comfortable that I don't I feel comfortable in the world itself. Yeah, that's nice. I don't think I've quite found that yet myself. I personally, I experienced a lot of discomfort. Maybe it's anxiety. I don't know. I experienced a lot of violence growing up and stuff. So I, I'm, I'm, I, I, you ever listen to Mike Tyson talk? You ever hear how I Mike Tyson his said? wedding? I went to his wedding a few what? years ago. His wife is a really, is a really good friend of mine. And I, oh I got invited I- to their wedding at the M Resort in Las Vegas. I thought it would we got I got an invitation to what I thought was a birthday a dual birthday party for him and Kiki, but it turns out that it was a surprise wedding. Wow. So she wears my jewelry. And he actually I just put up a picture. He's worn my stuff too. I've made like glasses for him. But what were you gonna what what analogy were you gonna well, use about so if you hear Tyson, Tyson says that one of in one of his documentaries, he says, I got tired of being humiliated in the street. So he became this really tough, hard person just to simply exist. Now, if you see him in his current existence, he's evolved from that. But I relate to that. So when I walk the streets, I, I still carry that. I could get jumped at any moment or I can get shot at all the things I experienced coming up, that trauma. I've found ways to cope. I, I've found ways to cope, and I've, I'm 43. I worked work with a therapist when I was younger and found ways to deal with things, but I've not reached the point that you say where you're comfortable. I was very nervous when I went to talk to the kids. I was yeah. very nervous. I had a lot of anxiety. I was thinking that they're not going to like me. They're going to think I'm a blanquito. Who is this kid? And that's exactly what happened. Maybe I attracted it I, to myself. <laughs> you know what you oh, said earlier? Okay. You know, yeah, I don't, it does work, the world does work that way. It really does. There's not much to it, but simply we are what we attract and or we attract what we are. But I think the more and more you do it, the more and more you'll feel more comfortable and you'll take that whatever negativity about yourself that you carry. Like I, I had to shake a lot. It was super violent at home and it was super violent at school. How did you do it? Like, how did you get past that? that? I think that when you have a paramount event that eclipses anything before it that you thought was bad, Mm. that's the great equalizer. Because if you could imagine uh, a more traumatic event possibly happening to you and then how that would eclipse Getting, I got jumped a bunch of times growing up. I got fighting girls, fighting boys. It was it was annoying. And I definitely, I think traveling 
the world helped me a lot also because I always when I was 18 I went to Europe for six weeks and every summer I went for longer and I was backpacking and I think that also made me understand that it isn't all about New York all right like it isn't all about Queens and my polo hoodie and my beef and broccoli Timberlands. And it's not all about that. And I remember meeting like an 18 year old kid and I had just left my block and I was in boom, like within a week, I was like making my way. I left, left England and I went into Paris and I met like an 18 year old kid and he knew everything about my government. He knew who my Senator was in New York. Like he knew wow. that I didn't know. And I was so embarrassed. And I was thinking about the 18-year-old kids that I hang out with in New York and how, how, oh, that's okay. I'm just on a Zoom call. How are you doing? Good, good. Yeah. But like, I was thinking like to myself, damn, we don't really know a thing in New York. Like, we think mm -hmm. we know what's up, but we don't really know what's up. We don't even know anything about who anybody is. You know, it's all about hip hop. It's all about what you're wearing. It's all about people around the way and I think traveling really instilled in me like New York is cool but so is Paris. New York is cool but so is Germany. New York is cool but so is Prague. So I think that that was pivotal for me and then just having years later I think it's just about collecting the knowledge to that you need to overcome the traumas that you've experienced so that you can have healthier relationships, so that you're not bound to like the trauma that you've experienced. It's so important to try and be a better person for yourself, for your ancestors, for all the things that, you know, all the blood spills, all the, it's, you gotta walk around with the face that you were born in. There's no hiding, Damn it. you know? <laughs> <laughs> but I think also doing more, outreach it's harder now because of covid but but you can do zoom stuff i think doing it more is it's like a muscle the more you mm. work it out the better and stronger it gets so yeah cool cool now what was it like going to a tyson wedding it was cool it was i actually spoke at the wedding too i like it's cool i've always had like peripheral action when it comes to super famous people I don't know it's different because I know the family very intimately so I don't know it's, it's a great love it's like one of the greatest love stories in recent history I think I think that's what I'll say about it Kiki's an extremely special woman she's the reason that um, Mike has his Mike Tyson name and his name all the legal stuff that needed to happen to get his name out of oh wow even his name <laughs> that's crazy yeah, his name was taken taken from him by that guy don king and she's the reason why it's back in his name when a wow. lot of his success is because of her and she is she's the most unfine you can't really find her she doesn't have any social media she's the most low-key person we actually worked together 20 years ago at a marketing agency, no, at a clothing company. And I was in the marketing department and she was like working there too. And we hated it. And I would go to her desk and be like, yo, I hate it here. <laughs> She's like, me too. I'm like, yo, I'm going to go sleep under my desk. She's I want to sleep under my desk. <laughs> <laughs> 
she was dating Mike at the time and there was a lot of things happening in the relationship this is before they got married and well it was it was just it was weird because she'd tell me stories and I'd be like she's talking about Mike Tyson right now this is crazy but yeah we we yeah she's just super special she's ill so what's what are your plans continuing forward with with your business and like what's your plan going forward what do you visualize I think just doing everything bigger and better and scaling and working more with community activations. It's a bit harder now because of COVID. So there's a lot of pivoting and adaptation that needs to happen. And, and yeah, I think just offering quality jewelry at an accessible price has always been something that very much interested me. It interests me, and I always want to to offer girls that are coming up with really well-made quality jewelry that appeals to also some of the biggest names in music. I think just doing more of it and just scaling is maybe doing stepping in and doing collections for uh, larger fashion houses would be good for them because I think there's a lot they're not doing. And every time I look at major fashion houses, I'm like, they're not even doing it. Like I, like they, it would be they, it would behoove them to hire me to step in mm. because yeah, I got a couple of downloads for them. <laughs> and you plan on continuing to do everything yourself in terms of the jewelry or when you scale, does that kind of, change yeah i have to, to yeah i have to figure that out but right, right. it's not i figured everything out on my own so i'll figure yeah. that out too I'm, self-made right <laughs> yeah from the boots to the hoops <laughs> <laughs> boots to the hoops mm -hmm. oh, i i wish you continued success Thank hope everything so much. keeps going it's really cool to have to have something that you create be visible to so many people. I don't know what that feels like, but I can imagine it's it's a really amazing feeling. So hmm. it is. It's uh, rewarding. It's cool because it just makes you feel like whatever it is you're doing is resonating with people. And it's also yeah. nice with the well, why I don't want to use the term regular people, but us, the regular citizens, right? To get that note from someone saying, "Hey, mm -hmm. I'm gonna buy, I'm gonna buy your jewelry when I get some money up." That's yeah. Yeah, that's just as dope. frosting, that's right? Just, yeah, that's just as dope because that's like probably a girl I would have hung out with when, when we were younger. So that probably would have been amused for me back then. So yeah, it's very kind. It was very kind of her to say yeah. that to me. Yeah. Plus your act of kindness and giving it to her. It's all, it's, it's this give and take, this, this synergistic give and take yeah. and makes the world a better place. Yeah, it does. You gotta, I always say that and I'll say it again, but you gotta be what's right with the world. You really have to, never mind what other people are doing, just know that whatever it is you're doing is important to shaping the world, even, even in the shadows, even in the silence. It's more important what you do when no one can see you. Yeah. So, That's yeah. the definition of integrity, doing the right thing even when no one is looking. Mm -hmm. That's <laughs> you know, right. 
you know Sorry. don't always hit that but we try yeah <laughs> I, I no, try. and you know what i'm not like a saint i i curse people out sometimes like i'm not you know what i'm saying i'm not I'll never front. I don't. You're from New York, you know, Queens. I'm from New, from York, New York. York. I'm like, I'll, like, I'll curse somebody else, but then I'll be like, but bless you. Yeah. <laughs> but do but not let this you. anger. Yeah. Like, do not I'm let my like, moment I'll of anger yeah. destroy your day. This was yeah, but like, a I'll, momentary. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, I'll curse them out and then be like, but bless you. Because, <laughs> like, uh, whatever. Hi. <laughs> That's funny. Oh my God, so, this is so, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> we we'll have to label the podcast, Seville Michelle with friends and friends. Yes, and friends, oh, uh, uh, coast jarring, all my coast jarring. iPhone like, fix it guy. <laughs> oh my God, yeah, I should get a picture of his face so we can run him at the end. Oh my That's God, funny. thank I, you I, so I, much. I think, I think I want to keep that, I want to keep that little snippet. <laughs> of him like yelling at me? Yeah, you know, maybe I'll throw it at the end. Or maybe I'll open with that, you know? Like, hey, move, man. Get it's out, buddy. Oh, no, this is very accurate for me, believe me. I remember one time I had to get, like, earrings to, like, someone super famous, and they were going to be wearing them on, like, a major, like, award show. And because I do everything myself, so I had to make everything. And then I had to get to FedEx before 6 o'clock, and it was raining, and I rode my bike, and I was, like, covered. Huh. <laughs> it's very, like, our... You're grinding. That is like legit. Dude, I was like in the rain and sweating. And so this is like super comfortable chilling. Yeah. Like this is like it's appropriate. Like I get back to LA, I don't have electricity, I don't have Wi Fi. I'm like, oh yeah, this is accurate. Did they did they do one of those like fire protection things? Is that what I don't know. I really don't know, but it's my electricity's back on, but my Wi-Fi is turned on tomorrow. So, oh. yeah. Well, that's that's that dual living. They're like, oh, you're yeah, in Queens. I got something that. for you. You going? You going to the East Coast? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Click. <laughs> yeah, everything's like a little bit. It's like Casio's. It's like having diamonds on a Casio. That's basically who I am. You know, I, I used to have I know a Casio. Who I am. No, I know who I am. Like, I know who I am. I'm a Casio with diamonds. There you go. I, I never thought of that before. Yeah. Like, that's a, that's a, that's an I'm going to see if I can find a picture of that online and use it. Use it for the cover. I've, I've, uh, yeah, I've, I think there is, uh, there was a, a Spanish publication and they used that as like the headline. Because I've been saying that for years. Casio with, I saw a picture of you, oh, I guess when you were younger, and it was on a sofa with plastic. Mm-hmm. What is up with that? Why did we do that? Like, we did that because our, <laughs> our mommies wanted to preserve everything around us, and we were grimy little dirty little kids, and we'd come in with queens on our body or the Bronx on our body, and they weren't having it, like... Nobody goes in the living room. They will mm-hmm. make it beautiful. Don't go in the sala. <laughs> yep. Make it beautiful. You leave the, the plastic. It was very, yeah. you would stick to it. And, and I mm-hmm. thought we were the only ones, but my Italian friend said, no, oh, we do it no. too. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's just, I think it, I don't know if they do it in Cuba or I don't know if they do it in Italy, 
but or is it the immigrant coming here i'm first generation so is it because my parents were my mother was an immigrant she came here want to protect i don't right, know right. they that was as popular in other in the places that they came from or was that something that they adapted here somebody had to been offering that in stores in order for you to even get that so who was the guy that was like we wrapped up in plastic yeah, like we could have a whole market. There's a whole market, you know, so that we fashion could sell. Plastic. We'll sell them the couch, but then they'll also sell them the plastic. You know what I'm saying? Like they were offering it. And so, yeah. That my, is trippy. My, that is. Like, yeah, we. my mother would have wrapped me in plastic if she could have to keep me safe and preserved. That is funny. It's trippy because it makes it almost unusable when you're sitting on plastic because you're like sticking to it you're sweating yeah, on it it's like the worst it's, i yeah. had i had a tea in brooklyn i went back as an adult she had the same couch with the same Word. plastic and it was still there and was like she had this what it is that's the longevity yeah, right there. that you could have it literally you could have it forever literally <laughs> like and just change the plastic like it's amazing so yeah so the earrings Wrapping them in plastic came from the sofa. My yeah, <laughs> from the couch. That's funny. My mom eased up a little bit. She eased up a bit, and but she put sabanas on it now, so it's not as uncomfortable. But it's yeah. still now you got sabanas. Yeah, it's still, it's still like a little like. Hmm. Yeah, you go in the living room. She still gives you that look. Yeah, like. Get to my couch. Yeah. You're going to finish that first before you sit down? Exactly, yeah. Okay, mom. Fine, okay. (laughs) I want to thank you for for coming on. I don't want to hold you too long. Technically, this is the evening. Between that and your shirt, like half off, you want to push it. Yeah, yeah. But thank you so much for coming on. I enjoyed talking with you. And uh, I wish you continued success. Thank you so much. Um, thank you and thanks for taking the time and talking to me. I love what you do and keep doing what you're doing. Thank you so much. Yeah, you know what I feel like doing? Going messing with the iPhone fix it guy. Go in front and and <laughs> but <laughs> oh I can't God. it would have to be wanna... you who takes that who takes that oh. L though. You'd have to go in no, there and No, <laughs> I don't wanna take any more L. He already told me that he's not feeling me. But thank you so much. Have a good day and happy holidays. You too. You too. Stay All well. All right, honey. Thank you so much. All right. Cuídate. Josephine, okay. thank you. Cuídate también. Thank you. <laughs> Bye, babe. All right. Take care. Bye. You are listening to the NYC Talking Podcast. www.nyctalking.com Please like NYC Talking on Facebook. Please follow Angel R. Talk on Twitter and Instagram. We are NYC Talking, the realest lifestyle blog ever. Thanks for listening.